Welcome back to Spend, Donate, Invest. This is a show where we talk about the world we'd like to create and how our money might line up with that vision. So if you ever have a question that you're pondering, you can send it into the show. I'll share the email address at the end of this episode so you can send in your topics. Today, someone's writing in about being inspired by a commencement speech um, that many of you may have seen. So let's get started. Here's this week's letter. I was just watching a video of billionaire Robert Smith giving a commencement speech at Morehouse and then surprising the graduates at the end by announcing that he's paying off their student loans. I watched the video three times and the looks on those students' faces was something I'll never forget. They looked so surprised and elated and It just really was an amazing moment. So I'm not a billionaire, but I am a thousandaire. And I want to know if I can do something like that too. Any ideas? Thanks for sending in your letter. I've seen that video too. I watched it multiple times just like you did. And the students just seemed so stunned. I was thinking back to my college graduation. I remember being so exhausted and wired. I'm not sure I would have been able to process what he was saying. (laughs) But yes, so Robert Smith, I want to say he made his money doing, I want to say private equity. Don't quote me on that. In fact, um, one thing I was reading about him just a month ago is that he's now starting a scholarship at his alma mater, which is Cornell, for underrepresented students in engineering. So he's giving $15 million towards that scholarship. And that's actually the same direction I was thinking for you. So you mentioned paying off student loans for others, but let me know what you're hearing Many, many people with student loans that I follow online are saying that they're pausing contributions, hoping that the government is going to write them off. So as for me, I don't know, maybe I'm not as optimistic. I'm still making my monthly payments, but you could try to identify people to help them with their student loans. Um, But to me, the path to helping students avoid future debt is more clear to me. So scholarships. That's what came to my mind. There are a few ways you can set up a scholarship fund. You can definitely contact a specific school and work with them to set it up. That can be a school that you attended or you wish you attended. Um, If you're on the newsletter distribution for this website, you will remember the story of Osceola McCarty, who saved money her entire life to be able to create a scholarship for Black students to the local university Um, that she was never able to attend. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. Um, So it can be a school that you attended or have some other affection towards. Um, And the school will help you work through it. They'll help you figure out what students you want to help. For example, maybe you want to help students from a particular hometown or a particular student identity. You might be focused on a specific field of study, the school's going to help you think through all of that. And then, of course, the they're going to help you think through <laughs> the amount of money that you want to put into the scholarship fund. From my preliminary research, it seems like if you want to give an annual scholarship that gives $1,000, you'll need to be ready or have a plan to give the university or college about $20,000 or $25,000. I'm going to link a Kiplinger article that gives the example of San Diego State University, for example. Uh, They require that you 
are ready to give $50,000 to endow a $2,000 annual scholarship. Or let's say you don't have the money up front or all at once. You can commit to giving $5,000 a year over three years, you know, so that totals $15,000. And then they will be able to finance for you three different scholarships of $5,000 each all in one year. So they're going to help you sort through all of that. The point in bringing that up was just you need more money <laughs> than just how much the scholarship is going to be for that one year. <laughs> um, so after you figure out the scholarship amount, the focus, the school is going to work with you to figure out selection criteria and also your level of involvement in picking who gets the scholarship. That's the more traditional way of setting up a scholarship fund that I'm aware of. But as I was researching your question, I'm seeing that there's another route that is available, and this is working with a scholarship manager rather than directly with a particular school. The specific scholarship manager that I've been studying is called bold.org. You can set up a scholarship on your own, or you can set up a scholarship fund that you can crowdsource. And then it's exactly what you'd expect for a tech solution to this challenge. Donors set up the scholarship. Uh, again, you can fund it yourself or you can crowdsource it with others. Then students create profiles on this platform and they apply for the scholarships. There's a heavy social media aspect to it. Students who are using the platform have their profiles and their photos and their essays um, and all the information that they're using to apply for the scholarship. So for example, they will share some information relating to their school finances, how much is their tuition? How much are they paying? How much are their parents paying, if any? How much are they getting in grants? What about loans? There's also a section where they list their interest and goals. So, you know, as I was reviewing this, um, bold.org, two things jumped out at me. Actually, probably three things jumped out at me. I really liked that you could reach, presumably, a lot more students using their platform than trying to somehow create and advertise a scholarship all on your own. I liked that you wouldn't have to limit your scholarship to a particular school. For example, I saw a scholarship on bold.org that any Native American woman can apply for who wants to study anything at any school. There's something to that, you know, that flexibility. So that's the first thing. I think there's a potentially wide reach for the site. And then maybe it's the geriatric millennial in me, but I did find myself surprised at just how much personal information these students were being required to divulge online. I'm not even a registered user of the site, and I was able to access student profiles that I just didn't quite expect. One of the student profiles I was looking at was a high school sophomore. She has been applying to various scholarships and there was just so much information about her. I just, uh, it tripped me up. Um, and then the last thing that I noticed was that the social media aspect of it made it feel like the students were required to present in a social media savvy type of way that I just, I wondered about students who don't present well on social media. So 
A couple of months ago, there was an episode on this show called Etsy for Ukraine. That was episode number 35. And there was a discussion in that episode about Ukrainian vendors on Etsy and eBay and Airbnb who were receiving bookings from Americans who wanted to transfer money directly to the people who need it. And I very much understand this instinctual need that a lot of us have to connect with a specific human and to help them rather than writing a check to a big faceless organization. I very much get that. I get the desire to cut out the middleman, to give directly. But in that discussion, I just couldn't help but wonder about the Ukrainians who don't present well on Etsy or eBay or Airbnb for whatever reason. Uh, Language limitations, they don't have the right photos, they just don't have that it factor that makes people pop online. Or maybe they aren't online at all for one reason or another. Something about seeing these students with their ring light camera photos kind of reminded me of that feeling. I don't know. I'd be curious to hear from you all what you think. Are young people nowadays just born social media ready? Is that a requirement to get into school these days or to get a job? Do you think this aspect of the scholarship platform will hold some students back? Anyway, I, I'm here to present thoughts and options. So let me know what you think. But I do want to encourage you to check out a scholarship manager like bold.org and decide for yourself what you think. Either way, I love the idea of helping students avoid student loan debt. It's a huge issue for some students. It's an inconvenience for many, many other students. It's a real burden. And sometimes it's a crisis. So I can't wait to hear what you decide to do. Please do check back in. Thanks for joining today's discussion. Today's question was about helping students with the student loan crisis, but you might have a different question. Maybe you've been thinking about your investments or how you've been shopping. Maybe something else entirely about your money and your values. Feel free to drop a note and you just might hear an episode about it soon. You can email the show at spenddonateinvest at gmail.com. I'll include that address in the show notes. And then there's a, a website for the show at spenddonateinvest.world. Please do check it out. You can find lots of other episodes there. Please share this episode with someone else who's looking for ways to um, to create more of the world we'd like to see with their money. So that's it for this week. Thanks so much. Um, one last reminder that Buy Me a Coffee link is still up. It's a website kind of like Patreon where you can chip in the cost of a coffee. And um, in the case of this show, it'll go towards getting a microphone, paying for website hosting, an audio engineer to make sure the audio actually sounds good, that sort of thing. That's it for today. Let's talk again soon. 